latch onto it. I have to go like this every time we're like making some type of move because when I'm editing, I can't, it always, it's always tricky to get kind of like the voice lined up yeah. to the video. So it's yeah. weird, but welcome guys to another episode of Wednesday Project Podcast brought to you by me, Brandon Lara. Joining me is my co-host. Joining us, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> This this guy has uh, become probably one of my uh, more uh, intri- intrigued persons that I've not, it's not, I don't know how to speak English today, but he's been a person that I'm very intrigued in lately, uh, and because he has a lot of talent. So thank you. With us, Mister Israel. What's your last name? Sanchez. Sanchez. Do you want us to call you Israel Blends? Chop it up, Israel. Israel uh, Sanchez. Israel. People just call me Israel, but well. Everyone calls me Israel, but my friends call me Izzy. So, I mean, you can call Izzy. me Izzy if you want. Izzy, like the fighter? You know who I'm talking about? Uh, I don't think so. He's like tall, black, not that that matters. Oh, yep. Yep, but, I didn't know you're talking you about. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but welcome, guys, to another episode. Hopefully, you're all doing well. Um, having a great week. And, uh, yeah, so we brought you in, bro. Yeah. Because, um, y- so, I'm going to tell the kind of how we met and then kind of why what is it, two, three years later, now I'm like, okay, this guy has something on him. Yeah. So we met at the gym, right? Yep, we did. And he was helping me spot because I was like weak, you know? I didn't know. I think I, was, I wasn't I was even lifting that much weight. I was weak. I was scared. And I was like, dude, spot me. <laughs> yeah. And then you did. And then so then after that, we kind of uh, kept in touch through, not so much in touch, but a little bit in touch Just at the through gym. Instagram like at the gym. So yeah, so we always kind of kept that eye out. <clears throat> And then, um, when did you start barbering? Uh, I started barber barbering um, three years ago, so May. So then, yeah, so then I kind of caught up to, to him uh, when he started his, like, barbershop school. Yeah. And then now we come in contact, and you came and cut my hair here at my house. Yep, I did. It's pretty sick, dude. How long is your program? Um, it's only six months long. Uh, oh, okay. I started in August. I just graduated barber school, and then I just to take my test now, and I'll be licensed. Oh, cool. So, did you started barbering before going to school, right? Yes, I did. I um, So, I started cutting hair three years ago. I started my barbering program six months ago. Okay. And so, I went in with a little bit of experience, but there was still a lot to learn. I still had a lot to learn, so. When, uh, when you decided to start cutting hair, was it like spontaneous or was it like what what did you what drove you to that um at first so covid was happening it was 2020 and covid had hit idaho and um all the barbershops were closed and you couldn't get a haircut and i wanted a haircut and i, I told my my friend was my friend told me he could cut my hair he yeah. said he, he said i'll line <laughs> myself up i know what i'm doing and i was like all right man i'll let you cut my hair and i had some clippers at home and i brought them and he messed me up so bad. Oh. <laughs> he met, like I, after that haircut, I just ended up, I just went bald. Like I, I buzz cut my hair. Yeah. And, and so after that, I was like, man, like, I kind of want to start cutting hair. I was like, this is, like, I don't want other people experiencing what I had to experience. So right. I want to start cutting hair. And then from there, I started cutting in my friend's garage and using trash bags as capes and stuff. Dang. And, and um, yeah, I would cut hair there. Kind of like, not very... I wasn't very, um, what's the word, consistent with it. I would yeah. just do it kind of now and then. And um, I had like two friends who let me practice on them. And I would practice on them a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I just slowly, slowly started getting better and better. And more people would text me and my friends would ask me to cut their hair. And then from there on, like I just started getting better. And 
I was still in high school at the time and I knew I wanted to do something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm pretty good at cutting hair. And I was like, if I go to school right after high school, um, it'll set me, it'll set me pretty far, like far ahead of a lot of, of a lot of people. And so yeah. I, uh, did that as soon as I graduated and ever like, I just have a passion for it. I love cutting hair. When, when you started, who was the first friend that you convinced to, Hey dude, let me cut your hair. Who was that? So at first, the first one ever, my brother, um, he needed a haircut <laughs> and he, he, I went over and I cut his hair. Well, kinda, it was horrible. It was a horrible <laughs> haircut. And then after that, um, I had another friend who had hit me up. Oh, I had, I was like, please, bro, like, let me just cut your hair. Yeah. Like, after that, like, bro, I'll give you free haircuts for life. <laughs> <laughs> you try and bribe them? Yeah, I was like, I'll give you free haircuts for life once I, once I get good. And um, so, yeah, I had I had two what, two close ones that yeah. let me do that. So Shout out to you guys for uh, letting your hair get fucked up. A by, lot. A lot. This guy right here. <laughs> when you um, started cutting hair, um, did you look up on YouTube how to do it? Did you go through that phase? Do you know how a lot of kids nowadays go... Oh, YouTube University, and they look up a yeah. bunch of stuff. Even how to fix a car. Yeah. Did you do that with haircutting? So I actually did not. At okay. first, I just kind of was like, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing. And, yeah. And because I would tell my friends, I know you're like, what I'm three doing. goes above four, and yeah. then you know this clipper does this. I just knew that the guards went in order. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's all. I didn't really know a lot, and I didn't know how to use my scissors at all. <laughs> and so. I remember one big thing was my friends would always ask me, you know how to cut the top, right? I'd be like, oh yeah, dude, I know how to cut the top. <laughs> <laughs> and the top is the most important for a guy because if if the sides are fucked up, you know, you can go in and get, get it fitted yeah. out or whatever. But the top though, the top takes time to grow. Yep. If you cut it too short, then you have like, what, what do you, yep. I mean, you have your short, yeah. which is very short. And then you have my long, which is, you know, but um, yeah, that's scary, dude. Yeah. And um, there was a lot of haircuts where... I was like, I would do them. And then like weeks later, I would look at them and I'd be like, dude, we have to buzz cut your hair. Like I messed <laughs> up. We have, we have to start off from scratch. <laughs> from scratch. Come on. So, uh, so you started three years ago, right? You started cutting hair. And at first you were consistent. Was there a point where you start to get consistent with it? Uh, yeah, there was. Um, last year, January, um, I had picked it up because I had one. There was times where I did stop cutting hair for a while and I yeah. didn't want to keep going. And... Um, <clears throat> A lot of people wanted free haircuts, and it was at the time where I was starting to get good. Yeah. And I was like, I can't keep giving free haircuts because it's like I'm actually doing it. I'm trying, like I like this. Yeah. And so there was a time where I stopped, and then um, I I was unmotivated. I didn't want to do it anymore. And then so last year January, um, I was just I was just sitting in my bed and just watching a lot of videos, and I came across a Big Blends video. Mm-hmm. And so he's always been a big inspiration to me. Yeah. And um, it inspired me, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just start, just gonna go back into it, and I'll be be confident, tell people I'm charging. And then, since then, um, that January last year, that's when I started being super consistent and um, just doing it all the time, asking people. And so yeah. When when you stopped um, and you became unmotivated, what was the reason behind that? It was yeah, people just people wanted free haircuts, and it's mm-hmm. like they I, and I understood that I. I'm not the best. Yeah. And I understood that. But it was, I was starting to get good. Yeah. And I can't just, and I was actually like doing my, like I was putting time into it and I was like doing pretty, I was starting to get really good. Investing and money into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I was investing more money into it, getting better tools. And I was like, I can't keep doing this for free. And How then, much would you, would you charge in that, in that time? I was charging 20 bucks. It's not bad. Yeah. No, no it's pretty no. cheap. So I was charging 20 bucks and, um, yeah. 
that's why I was unmotivated because I was like, I don't want to like tell these people that I, yeah, like I want to start charging them because they wanted free haircuts and I was like, you know what? Like if I want to do this, I'm gonna have to be strict about it. And you have to put like that um that boundary up, you know? Of, yeah. Of, hey, like this is an actual job for me now. Exactly. <laughs> Especially because I'm I imagine you would do because you were going to school, right? So. You would do it after school or on weekends? When yeah. would you cut? So um, during school, at first I was doing, I would do free haircuts outside, yeah. of, outside of um, school just because, I mean, it's illegal to do haircuts. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would do free haircuts. And uh, so during school, when I first started, I would do haircuts whenever I did have time. And mm -hmm. if people couldn't come into, could if they couldn't come into the school, that's when I would do them. Yeah. But towards like the end of my schooling, I stopped doing house calls because okay. I wanted people to, to uh, get used to. Oh, bro, like you're on my time now. Yeah, like now it's it's me in control, you know. Yeah, it's like you you have to come into me. Like I have you have to get your clients used to it, or they're gonna keep breaking that boundary. Exactly. Which now, um, now that you're you're graduated from uh, barber school and you wanna, I mean, I assume you wanna go into a shop, right? Yep. That's kind of like the plan. Now the house calls that you do, like you did with me, now yeah. I have to be like, okay, now I have to go to his place yeah. and get a haircut there because that's that's his time, you know, yeah. that's, that's his business. But in the, like in this industry too, you, people who do right to you, you can, you do right to them too. Right. And so, yeah. Um, like that loyalty? That yeah. They talk like there's about? a loyalty. There's a loyalty to it. And so I would be willing like to do house calls for people who do right to me, you know? Right. And so... It just it just depends on everybody because you wouldn't go do a house call for somebody who doesn't respect you, doesn't respect your right. time and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that makes sense. Who doesn't pay you right? Yeah, like and that. just shows up late or is always late or just things like that. Um, when you before you decided to do barber school, was there anything else that you wanted to do? I was I loved auto body. I love okay. auto body. Um, yeah. uh, I have a civic. And it's pretty, it was, I had a, a slam civic and, um, I loved painting like lips on that thing yeah. because they would always break. <laughs> and so I love painting and I've done, uh, I took auto body classes okay. and I would sand cars and like we primered them and we would paint them and stuff. And yeah, I love auto body. And that was another thing I wanted to do mm -hmm. that before I found barbering, but it's more of a hobby. Yeah. When, um, is there anyone in, in your family that does barbershop or, or auto body? Um, but my, uh, my brother, he, he, my older brother, he is 20, I don't even know how old he is, but he's 20, <laughs> 20, 23, I think, or, or 22. Yeah. And, uh, he does auto body. And when he was in high school, he had a slam civic too. And so oh, okay. he, he's always been a, a big role model to me. And, yeah. And so I always wanted to get into auto body cause he painted his whole car for his senior project. Damn. And so, that's sick. Cool. yeah, so I, that's what pushed me to want to do that. Oh, okay. But there's no one, no one does barbering in, I don't know, any of my family members or anyone that does, that cuts hair. Dang, that's sick. When you, uh, when you start to uh, go to school, uh, for barber school, what did your family think about it? Because if they saw you kind of go towards that, um, yeah. road of, of auto body, yeah. and then out of nowhere, you're like, eh, never mind, I'm going to go yeah. barbering, what would they think? Um, so my family has a taco truck, we have a business. And okay. so they, we've had it for, I want to say 17 years now. Dang. And so they kind of were trying, cause I'm the, I'm the youngest of the family. And mm -hmm. so they wanted kind of to push me to towards that, towards that. But I really wanted to do my own thing. Yeah, of course. And so they weren't super supportive, 
and like my my brothers and my sister my sister was very supportive mm-hmm. she um even before i started school she um she helped she got me tools wow and um she always pushed me and like always um she ha- i had her, i cut her son's hair so my nephew yeah i would cut my nephew's hair and um yeah uh, she always pushed me she always thought it was amazing that i wanted to do something um, yeah my my parents and stuff they kind of they didn't really care yeah they never really they didn't say anything to me they didn't push me or anything they were just kind of like okay do your own thing yeah that makes sense and we see that a lot um, yeah that was kind of how my family was yeah kind of like they they kind of want to put something on you and be like hey dude you, this is what you're gonna do and you're like i don't know about yeah that. and i feel like that's big with the hispanic of course mm-hmm. yeah culture. i didn't get that so much in my family just because my mom has always been supportive of whatever we decide to do yeah but i did see it um more in some of my cousin's um parents uh i saw him and jackie's parents and now you know that you mentioned yours yeah what's your advice to to those kids that are in that position you know getting out of high school and they're like my mom wants me to go do this or my dad wants me to go do this what would you say to them um i would say to follow your dreams seriously and if you don't know how you're gonna do it don't worry about it you'll Mm -hmm. figure it out on that journey and that was one of the big things uh my barber at the time i was going to bro's barber shop my barber at the time in there he um i told him i was like yeah man like i want to cut hair but i might wait like i want to save up money and he Mm -hmm. was like he was like no dude just go straight into it he's like go straight into it um if you if you wait you'll lose motivation you you'll forget about it you won't want to keep doing it and um just even if you don't know how you're gonna do it, it'll it'll figure itself out throughout the journey. Yep. And so I was like, you know what? Like I, I was sitting on it and I was thinking about it, and um, I was like, you know what? He's right. Yeah. And so went straight into it. So my biggest advice would to be if you're scared, just do it. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And give the same advice. Um, pay it back off of you. Yeah, because you know we, uh, I I've seen it before, where um. You know, someone down, and I ask, I, I talk to a lot of, like, older people. A lot of my, my friends are older than me, and they're 30, 35, 40. And I'd ask them, I was like, well, are you happy? Like, what would your dream? What was your dream when you were 20? And their dream was completely different from what they're doing. But then they would always say, yeah, you know, I, I got caught up with life. I got married, yep. this, that. And it's like, damn, like, you didn't follow your dream. You know, you, yeah. you still could have followed your dream whatever adversity you're going through being married getting married or having a kid or whatever the case was there's there's still that that route of like i'm gonna do this you know yeah so i'm glad that you chose to and and, um and did that yeah Um, and then one of the biggest things too is um you're gonna you'll find a lot of haters and people who don't support you and um that's one of the biggest things to look out for and you don't use it to put you down use it as as a as a flame use it as uh, motivation yeah use it as fuel yeah have you seen hate in, in your journey? Oh, uh, oh yeah, 100%. Um, I definitely have felt a lot of... I haven't felt it for myself, but others... I have felt envy from others. And okay. a lot of um, a lot of hate, definitely. And the biggest people who I thought would support me mm-hmm. are the ones who never did. What, what was that type of um, envy? Was it like jealousy? Was it anger? Was it... I feel like... I feel like it was jealous. I don't know if it was jealousy, but I feel like it was like, uh, I don't know. It was just very, it's very weird to see super close friends who you thought would be there for you 
yeah. be the ones that are not there for you and people who are completely strangers be the ones that support you. That's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, I, we've seen that, you oh, know, yeah. we've seen that with, with what we're doing. It's, you know, it's weird because you think that um, it can get you down. Oh, yeah, 100%. If you really put your mind to it, you can be like, man, should I even be doing this? Should I even, you know, yeah. do this again or, or keep going? And, um, but it goes back to, to what you're saying. You, you kind of have to turn it around and use it as a positive because, um, you know, a lot of rich people say that the journey towards becoming successful is what's fun about becoming successful, not so much the life Yeah. after you're successful. It's the journey, you know, the hard work, the late nights, the extra little bit of detail that you do here and there. So, yeah, which you you put a lot of detail um, when you cut my hair. Jackie was like, that's the best haircut you've gotten. Yeah. From anyone. Thank and I you. agree. I think you did give me the best haircut that I've ever gotten. <laughs> and I'm like, isn't that crazy? Like He's still learning and he's only going to get better. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I was like, what the hell? But it's because you put that attention to detail. Yeah. Where does that come from? I feel like I'm very, I have a lot of pride in my work. Okay. I put a lot of yep. pride into my work. And um, I feel like if you're lazy or if you like kind of half-ass something, yeah. you're, you can see it in the work. You can see that. And so if you put attention to detail and if you're proud of what you do, if you have a passion for it, you will, I want to, I want to be the best, you know? Yeah. I want to be the best. And it takes, you have to be different than everyone. Oh, you have to be different than you have to be different than everybody else, mm-hmm. and so you have to put that attention to detail, and you have to take the time, you have to take the effort, and um, you know it might take a little bit longer to get to where you want to be. Yeah, but that's what's going to set you apart from everybody else. Exactly. When when you uh, talk about those friends that would envy you, what do you see them doing now? Do you think they're happy with where they're at? Because we believe, I think you know you can speak to this, babe, but we believe that the people who kind of throw that envy towards you or hate or whatever it's more so because they're not happy with what they're doing yeah do you do you see that with those people that you've gotten hate I, from uh definitely i definitely think and i definitely think that and i i definitely see that yeah too but um yeah i think they're not happy and the thing is is like this is the weird thing because i only want them to be successful too right. i want them to be successful i want them to be happy and so knowing that they have those feelings towards me is very weird did it upset you Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's it's very. Um, it'll definitely put you down yeah. because first starting school, um, when I first wanted to start, um, I told all of my friends, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna start school. I'm gonna start school. Like, come get haircuts. Yeah. Like, like I need practice." And um, they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll come. We'll all be there. This, 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 that, that. Everyone." No one showed up. And then when school was starting, only the people who actually want to support you show up. Yeah. And so. It will put you down not seeing everybody who said they would show up. That's insane. Yeah. What do you um? What do you what do you tell those those guys those people that that are in that situation of giving envy? I I've never been an envious person, right? Yeah. So I don't I don't know. You know how how someone. I don't understand it either. Yeah, I don't understand it. If that I, makes sense, it's um. I don't even I don't even know what to say to them. Exactly. It's like, like what do you what do you advise them? I mean, the only thing I can say is go do what you want to do, you know, go follow that yeah. that dream that you have or or Yeah, whatever. definitely. I, I I wouldn't even know what to say to them except if obviously they only they are only feeling that because they're not happy. Yeah. And so I guess go do what makes you happy. <laughs> yeah. And don't follow him or anyone that you don't 
you know, that you envy. Yeah. And it's Stay like... Stay away from their work. And yeah. And just don't... They, they're always watching. That's the thing yeah. about them. They're always watching. That's why I said in a podcast, uh, in another podcast, is, you know, in a way for us, it, it's fine because if they're watching and they're hating, they're still like watching. So it yeah. helps, you know, us. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it helps you too in a way it, on Instagram or on social media. Yep. If, if they're watching, it's like you're still getting that view. Yep. So... Um, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. only working. Yeah, it's only you. working for me. That's what I don't think they understand that either. Yeah, that's weird. Is anyone else in your uh, uh, family like uh, entrepreneurial? Because it uh, seems pretty entrepreneurial to me. Yeah. So um, my parents obviously they have their taco truck, but um, they are very, they are very traditional Mexicans, and okay. so they I wouldn't know. If, I wouldn't say if they're entrepreneurs, but they definitely they're their own bosses, you know. Yeah. And they've been doing it for so long, and so they're definitely their own form of entrepreneurs, but. Um, my older sister, mm-hmm. definitely. She is, um, she, she sells waters, like aguas frescas. And, um, hell yeah. So she started with a little stand in front of her house. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a, like a little lemonade stand. She, she started with um, her kids and they would just sell outside her house. And then, like, she wanted to keep doing it. Yeah. And um, she, ended, she eventually bought a trailer and was selling waters out of that trailer. And then she um, partnered with a, um, a taco truck and the, she was selling inside of the taco truck for a little bit okay, and yeah. then now she has her own storefront damn and so see, knowing that you can come from selling in front of your house at mm-hmm. a stand to having your own storefront it says a lot it's it's very inspirational and she's a huge role model in my life too so she is one of the biggest entrepreneurs like, yeah and uh, she actually just got um an award damn, for that's sick. the idaho women's business center rising entrepreneur that's badass. And so, yeah, it was super cool. Um, we went this last weekend and um, last Thursday and we went to Boise and uh, Governor Little was there and oh, he, gave, he gave a speech and yeah, they gave awards to them and there was only four people who got awards and she was one of them. So Dang, that's sick. Yeah. So it was, it was amazing. That's for the whole state of Idaho? Yeah. Whoa. That's badass. Yeah. That's badass. Uh, what's your business? Uh, her business? Mm-hmm. She's just selling waters. That's what she does. She what, sells. What's the name of it? Oh, Aguas Marias. Shout out to you, Aguas Maria. Yep. And then your parents' taco truck? Uh, El Paisa. El Paisa. Oh, Shout out to you. Okay. Is that yeah. the one you keep telling me about? Yeah. It's right next to Mike's Music, right? Yep. Yep. So right we went there the other day to get a fucking cable. And I, I tell her all the time, I was like, that, let me tell you that. They sell some of the best. They have like this. Um, El Paisa? No, it was uh, Siete Mares, I think. Oh, it, it's like a burrito. I don't know. It's it's a burrito, and it comes with it's packed. I mean, this burrito you're not gonna eat dinner, lunch, or I mean, if you eat it for breakfast, you're not eating dinner or lunch. Like it's that <laughs> big. It's huge. It's so Just good cut it though. Into pieces. Yeah, it's amazing. And this guy that used to treat me hella bad, he was my old boss. He would, you know, he would, we would go to Jackson on the way back. He'd be like, "You hungry?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then we'd stop all the time. We'd stop there, and, and she, he's like. They sell the best burrito, one of the best burritos around town. And, dude, ever since then, I'm like, damn, it's so fucking good. Yeah. It's, it's oh, that burrito. Are they open every day? Um, they open Tuesday through Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Usually when we go to that store, it's like Sunday. Yeah. yeah. That's why. Yeah, it's, um, and it looks sometimes closed, so we don't know if it's open or not. But I tell her all the time, they, they sell really good food. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to take her, but we haven't had the chance yeah, to. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing food. Definitely very, very authentic. Yeah, that's the one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the wording. Um, so you go into barbershop school. Uh, what was your first kind of intake on in it? Was it what you expected? Was it more than you expected? Did it, you know, did it help you out? Um, so 
going into barber school, I kind of, I was very close-minded at first. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I know how to cut hair. Like, I'm going to yeah. go in there. I'm going to, like, I know what I'm doing already. And yeah. so when I went in, and um, you have to wait five weeks before you can get out onto the floor and start cutting hair. Because they have to teach you a bunch of things. Okay. And so after the fifth week, um, I was cutting hair. And everybody, like, so I, I was put, I was in an, at an advantage over yeah. everyone. Because I already knew how to cut hair. And most people who start barber school don't know how to cut hair at all. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was like looking at my haircuts and everyone was like, I, I could tell that they were amazed, but, um, I definitely had a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you go in there and you have a lot of room to grow. What, what I want to ask you this, cause I think it, this happens a lot to kids that kind of start something before they go to school where yeah. they're like, I already know everything. Like yeah. I don't need to learn yep. anything. What is that? What do you think that's ego? What do you think that is? It's definitely ego. Okay. Because de- when I went in, I was like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And then, and then as I started learning more, I was like, okay, what I thought I knew, I can improve on. Oh, okay. And so I had to switch. Like, yeah. And I was like, I can't keep that closed mind because I won't learn. Yes. And I won't grow. I was like, so it was, it's very much just ego. It's an ego. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I see, I see it a lot too. I mean, I, I haven't done it. I've done it before. I'm not going to lie where I'm a painter. So and I've been painting since I was 12. So like I know almost anything about painting. Yeah. So when I go into a new crew or a new uh, workspace with painting, I'm like, this is easy. But then there's a guy who's been there longer, who kind of knows a little bit or different techniques or yep. whatnot. And then he's like, no, dude, we do it this way. I'm like, oh, that humbled me. Yep. You know, it humbles yep. you. It really does. And uh, that uh, I had a big humbling moment. When um, I went, there was a barber expo when I had first started school. I started in August. There was a barber expo in October. Okay. And we went to Salt Lake City. And we went as a school and there was competitions. There was a student category. And um, I was like, there's no way I'm not, I'm going to, there's no way I'm going to lose. Yeah, I'm like, winning this. I'm winning this. I, I know how to cut hair and I had been practicing and I knew what to do. I knew what haircut I was going to do. And um, we went to that expo and went up on that stage and it, it was amazing it felt cool you know being yeah. on stage cutting there was there was like a thousand people there and um, it was awesome but the most humbling moment to me was <laughs> when they announced the winners i didn't win yeah and i was like i was pretty i was bummed out about it but if you have to be humbled yeah you have, you to, have to that's one of the most uh i think um important lessons in life and anything you do is is when they humble you when someone or something humbles you you know and not in a bad way where it's like disrespectful yeah. but you're like Oh yeah, that yep. guy's better than me. Yep. You know, or or whatever. But I think it's important because I've been um around barbers. I'm not gonna say names, but one in specific that like is very prideful, but you can almost tell that the ego is there. You know, yeah. it's like very um very there, and so it's like maybe your pride is too high. Yep. You know where your ego gets a little bit too. Yep. Too out there. Um. But whatever. But uh, with expos, how how do expos work? Um, they're super cool. They're they're awesome environments to be in, honestly, because it's uh, what they do. So at that expo in Salt Lake City, it was mm-hmm. a big. Um, I think it was at the Salt Palace. It was okay. inside the Salt oh, Palace. Oh yeah, I've been there. Yep. Yeah. And so they had a bunch of stands for. It wasn't just a barber expo. It was a barber and beauty expo. And oh, so there was okay. a bunch of like beauty thing. Beauty. Um, yeah. What are they called? Uh, vendors. Oh. Vendors. There was a bunch of vendors for that there was clothing vendors and it's like in the barber uh, industry 
there's a fashion and yeah. so there's hats there's shoes there was oh, okay. um, i don't know if there was jewelry but Holy but smokes. there's a, there was a lot of stuff and then there was there's hair products there's yeah. there's clippers there's everything everything you can think of for barbering it was there wow and um there's a lot of people there and um so how it works is like it's just a bunch of people there's convention and um they'll teach they'll give educational classes okay. there and that's what a lot of people go for is for the educational class yeah and um yeah, those competitions, they're cash prize. Sometimes That's sometimes cool. they're cash prize or they're just an award, you know. Yeah. And so it's an incentive to want to do that. And um, Did you win one? No. Yeah, yeah. I haven't won one yet, but, but you can go even if you're out of school, right? Yeah, like it's, there's it's there's different categories. There's like best taper, best mid fade, oh, okay. Or, uh, best design. Yeah. Or yeah, student category, student gotcha. category. Yep. But um yeah, they just there's they're set up, everybody goes and um it's awesome. It's an awesome environment to be in because it's everyone that has the same passion as you. Right. There. Yeah. But there is a lot of ego. There's a yeah. lot of ego. Like this guy has this, you know, this golden tape. What are they called? Machines? What are the machines called? Oh. What would uh, you call them? The trimmers? Yeah. Like golden trimmer. And then this guy has golden scissors. And it's like, oh, that guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Is it like that? <laughs> well, kind of. So I remember this is one of the funniest things. <laughs> when I lost, yeah. the, when I didn't get announced, I was like, I was just like, dang, okay. Yeah. But I, I wasn't like hyping myself up like, oh yeah, I'm gonna win, you know. Yeah. Um, there was another category for best design. Okay. And I re <laughs> I remember this very. I was watching this the team because there's teams of people. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the barber and the and his his model who did who did the design on. And I remember they were announcing the best design. Yeah. And um, this guy had a crazy design on his head, and his barber was right next to him, yeah. and he was like, "That's me. They're gonna call yeah. me," you know. And um. I remember when they didn't get called for third, <laughs> didn't get called for second. Yeah. And then as soon as they're about to announce first, he was like, yeah, it's going to be us. And as soon as they did not get called for first, <laughs> I have never heard somebody shut up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks ass. It was funny because they were so loud about it. They yeah. had, you could tell the ego was there and it's like, they had a whole team of people like yeah, behind them being rowdy and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's very, there's a lot of ego, but there's a you can fit in with a lot of crowds there's right. a lot of crowds there a lot of and clicks. so um if you find the right people it's an awesome environment hell yeah did you ever go to an expo no no hmm. i want to go to an expo they're they're awesome environments cool. to be in that'd be sick i have a friend that um they even have expos for like concrete companies and he went to one in vegas oh yeah it's kind of weird i wonder if, there, if there's no expo for podcasts they should make one <laughs> but pay me because i came up with the idea <laughs> so um Cool. So what do you, uh, I want to ask you, what do you think makes a good barber? I think what makes a good barber is being able to have the ability to learn a lot and always continue learning and understand that education doesn't stop even after school. Yeah. And that's something I'm going to be telling myself too, because I just finished. So I want to be, be very open-minded. And so also good relationships with clients. Yes. Because if you don't have a good relationship with your client, they won't come back to you. Yeah. And you could give someone the worst haircut but if you have a good relationship with them they they'll they'll enjoy talking to you yeah and so they'll come back of course i think um you know i'm not a barber or anything but i have been through a couple barbers and i, I will say i think one thing that helps too is barber the barber keeping uh in their mind keeping track of time consistency yeah yep keeping uh yeah consistency keeping track of time like okay this person might only have like 45 minutes or an hour to be here so yep and then make sure that I get it done in that time because we were once at a barber shop and um, 
this guy was, we got there, right? Mm-hmm. This guy was on the chair before we got there. And, you know, this lady was just yapping. The barber was just yapping her mouth off, like completely, yep. like just talking to this other barber, blah, 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 like just talking. Hobby. Yeah. And the guy was just there and he's just like, I've been here for the past 40 minutes. I'm trying to go home, you know, like yeah. you can just see it in his face. Yeah. I got up on the chair. I got my, I was, while I was getting my haircut, he was still in the chair. <laughs> while the yeah. lady was still yapping her mouth yeah. off. I felt so bad for the guy because yeah. you he could just tell really him. really irritated. Yeah, because the girl just kept going, talking to, to the other barber. And, and she'd be on her phone too. And yeah. Like, Come on. It's like, dude. Yeah. And then, one, I got done. He got done like maybe 10 minutes before my barber got done on me yeah. at the time. I was like, that's pretty bad. That sucks. Yeah, Cause I was a 45 minute haircut for me. Yeah. So he was there 30 minutes after I got there still. Yep. And the thing is, she didn't even try to make a conversation with the guy. That's the other thing. Yeah. No conversation with the guy. And I was like, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. But there is some people who just want a haircut. Yeah. Who's just like, dude, so get me in, get me out. Like, yeah. That's and it. so there's people who don't want to talk. There's people who, mm-hmm. and so you just have to understand your clients. And yeah. Another big thing about being a good barber is um, being consistent, always being on time. Oh, dude, that's biggest one of the biggest ones because I've had multiple barbers where I text them, what time? This time. Okay, I'll be there. I get there, dude, 10, 15 minutes past. Oh, sorry, I was late. I was like, I'm not the barber here. Like, you got to be here on time. This is your job. Like, I'm paying you this amount of money for you to be on time and get me my haircut. That's what's going to make you a good barber as well. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I've had barber, dude, I had a barber once that took two hours, huh? Took two hours to cut my hair. Yeah. And she would get pissed at me because she would think I was I doing was like, something what else. what the hell are you guys doing? It does not take that long. I have a brother and it never <laughs> took him that long. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Two hours. And, you know, when I was, when I was single, it was fine because I had nothing else to do, you know? Yeah. But being married, it's like, all right. It's very different. You yeah. know, it's like six o'clock. I get home at eight. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know? I mean... Right now, when I first started school, I was taking like two, three hour haircuts <laughs> just because I'm, I'm sometimes I like to be a perfectionist. Yeah. And so, but I think like a, I think like an hour long haircut is not bad. No, I think mm-hmm. hour long haircuts are, are very well. But I think if you can try to make the increments 45 to an hour. Yeah. 45. Because you're, that's how you're going to get your, the most money out of the day, out of the day, right? Ooh, yep. The most money out of the day. You know, if you have 45 minute haircuts, yep. you can get five clients in in a day. What's that? Six hours, you know? Yep. Five and a half. And the thing is, is like once you start getting good, once you start building more clientele, I mean, um, you do 12, 15, yeah. up, 15 haircuts a day. Yeah, which is a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking haircuts. And the thing is, is like they're not always haircuts. Some of them are beard and haircuts. And it's like you're going to make a lot of money if you can yeah. do 40, if you can do all your haircuts in 45 minutes and then like to an hour. And the thing is, like you don't want to rush them either because you want to give your client who's there, you want to make sure that. They feel special and prioritized. Yeah, exactly. You want to keep your client um, feeling good and yeah. comfortable and not just, hey, I want to get you out of the chair. I need to do another haircut. I need yep. to do another. Yep. Like when you came and did my haircut, dude, I I looked at the time. It took an hour 15, I think, right? Yep. Something like an hour. I think so. And I was like, that's a good time. Like I'm happy with that timing, yeah. you know? From going from two hours, dude, an hour 15, I'll take it any day. Yeah. You know? Um, but it was because, it wasn't just because, you know, like you were slow or anything, but it was because we were having conversations. Yeah. We were talking, we were communicating and whatnot, having a good time and you were doing your thing, making sure everything was lined up good and yeah. it turned out to be a really good haircut, like really yep. great. So uh, I think you're you're right on that. 
what are three keys that are you are trying to follow now stepping into this journey of, you know, you're out of school. If you had three keys that you're like, I'm going to stick to these three keys, what are they? Mm, three keys. Let's see. One of them is being better on time. Being nice. better um, for okay. haircuts, doing my haircuts more consistently. And yeah, so that's one of them. Um, second one would be, because it's hard to communicate with some clients sometimes. Yeah. And so I think better communication with certain clients mm-hmm. and um, figuring out my consultation better with okay. clients because I want to give every client the haircut that they want. Exactly. And yep. so consultation, that would be a good key. And the third one would probably be, let's see, I don't know. I be more be consistent. Hell yeah, be consistent. I I want to be very consistent and starting off, um, I have to be. Yeah, like I have to be. <clears throat> when you, uh, I have a book for you for your uh, for your second key. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I might have a copy. I'm not sure, but I have two books. But uh, I'll give you a copy of one because I have I for sure have a copy of one. Yeah. But the other one. If you can, go pick up uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Okay. That's a great book for that consultation type of work and, yep. you know, communicating with your client to the best of your abilities. That book will help you out a yeah. ton. So even just listen to it on YouTube if you want. Okay. It's free yeah. on there. So um, that's amazing, dude. Three keys. Are you planning to use social media to your advantage like a lot of these other barbers? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think if it's a... Use your resources. Because yeah. if you use your resources, you're probably going to win. You know, it's like when you're in a test. If you have a, if you were taking a test and you have answers on the walls, yep. use your resources. Why would you not? Exactly. And so social media is free. Why, yeah. would I, why would you not use it? And so that's social media is definitely a big thing in the barber industry, too, because it's kind of your portfolio. Yeah. Because yeah. people like you, you you yeah. went and checked out my stuff. and Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's why you I had a, you, you asked me to come over and give you a haircut. It's a big thing if you want people to know what you're doing and how you how you do. <laughs> that mic. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, social media definitely is a big thing. Uh, around town, so you we're here in Idaho Falls, right? What have you noticed um, in the barber industry around here that has been like um, – like a really good thing about it, but also something that you're like, I want to break, you know, want to yeah. break those chains in, in a sense. You know? Oh, your phone. <laughs> you're good? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's good. Okay. So, yeah, what is it? One thing that you're like, okay, this, I really enjoy this about the barber industry here in town. Yeah. And one thing that you're like, I don't really like this about the barber industry in town. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'll start with a bad thing because there's something off the, right at the top of my mind. Um, it's like I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this shit. I've been waiting for this moment to say publicly. About time you ask. About time. <laughs> um, the barber community here in Idaho Falls is very weird. Okay. There, it's um. <clears throat> there is a lot of, lot of hate towards other barbers, and a lot of barbers talk trash on a lot of other barbers and mm-hmm. just their shops and stuff like that. And I think that needs to change. Yeah, I think the barber community here needs to be instead of hating on each other, we need to be we need to grow together. Yes, because it's just I don't know. I just hear so much things about one shop that said to about yeah. another shop and what they do and what this guy does and this and and it's just like that's not a good community. Yeah, and so that's one of the things that I don't like about the the barbering industry here, or I mean the barber community here. Um, it's kind of weird, right? Yeah. That's and like the, super small, but everyone's, it's like a dog world, you know? Yep. I'm trying to be better than that guy. 
And so what sucks is that they're doing the same thing. Exactly. exactly. And yeah. and um, I've just heard from other places that it's not like that in other places. Yeah, and that's weird. Like, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because a friend of mine who's in Cali, he told me the exact same thing about the industry he's in, which it's music. He's like, yeah, dude, in Idaho, it's like everyone's trying to, you know, pile on top of someone else, you know, trying to get the better of someone yeah. else and whatnot. But over here in Cali, it's like, oh, dude, I'll help you out with that. Everyone wants to help each other. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I'll give you like a 30-minute session in the studio. That's yep. fine. You know, when here, it's like, nah, give me 50 bucks for that 30-minute studio yeah. session. And it's just like, I don't know. It's it's very, there's a there's a weird community here around that for that, too. Yeah, it's, it is weird. Um, hmm. But I guess a good thing, oh, man, um, I don't even know. I'll say it. I think there's a lot more um, exposure towards barbers around here now. Oh yeah, I definitely think so. And um, yeah, that's that actually is a good one. Uh, there's more schools, like yeah. And so that's a good thing for the barber community here because it's giving barbers more opportunity. They don't have to go to yep. places like Boise to go to school. Exactly. And so, yeah, I think that's a good one. Uh, there's the barber a lot more school. culture too. Yes. of barbers around here now. And that's one thing that I would love to grow. I want to grow the barber culture. Here. Yeah, it's amazing to see because. Um, Back then, dude, when I was, you know, seventh grade, eighth grade, um, like great clips was the best you'd get, you know? Yep. <laughs> yep. You knew, excuse me, unless you knew someone personally. Yep. So now it's more like we got this barbershop here, this barbershop here. They kind of have similar styles but different cultures, you know? Yep. One barbershop is super super laid back. They have sneakers in there that they're selling yeah. for 100 bucks. The other barbershop, they have a bunch of fucking pictures up on the wall and you just kind of just yeah. chill you know you have Travis Scott playing there's different styles for different people of, bar of barbershops here yeah 100% 100% what's our time 41 perfect we're, dude, we're doing great on time what's um so now what's your goal now you know moving into this next phase uh, my goal is just get the experience mm -hmm. learn learn the game now because yeah. it's like I'm finally I was, I'm finally on the field now. I'm yeah. really about to get on the field and it's time to, time for me to learn a lot more because you learn a lot in school, but people say that you learn more once you get out of school. Yeah. Hands on. Yeah. Because you're, you don't have help. You don't have this, you know, and so you, you're learning a lot more. So, uh, my goal is to advance my skills Yeah. and get better. I want to uh, perfect my craft. I want to yep. perfect my craft and. Um, that's my goal for right now, but eventually I would like to have my own barbershop. Nice. Would you, I saw that you posted a picture of a, of a chair. Is oh, that, what, what is that? That was, um, that's where I'm going to work at. Oh, hell yeah. That's a sick place. I, I don't know if you see it. Did you see it? Did you, do you follow him? No, I don't. Oh, he posted a sick ass picture of this chair. It just looks antique, but it looks sick. God, yeah. Damn, dude. I want to go there. Yeah. I so, sit there. Yeah. I want to <laughs> sit there. <laughs> that's, uh, that's my mentor. That's Who's your the, mentor? Uh, his name is Conlon. Shout Conlon, to you, Conlon. Yeah, Conlon Smith. He's super cool guy. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to go work with him. Um, he used to work at a barbershop here. He opened up his own suite. <clears throat> and um, towards the end of my graduation, he, he, um, he hit me up, asked me what I was going to do, mm -hmm. and um, told me he wanted me to come work with him, basically. Yeah. And I went to go talk to him, gave me a good deal, and um, I'm going to be working with him there in that suite. And he's got a chair coming in for me soon, Thanks. and he's going to move some stuff around. And yeah, I go in. He, he's taught me a lot. That's another thing is um, I just got out of school, and I thought I knew a lot. And I yeah. went in, and he because he, he told me, he's like, right, I'm going to have some models come in. Yep. Like, I want you to cut their hair. I want to see how you cut hair. Okay, yeah. And so I went in. 
cut their hair and he he taught me a bunch of new things oh, and smokes. so um it's just like i didn't know i could learn more yeah and so yeah he taught me a lot of new things and the thing is is like he's been in the industry before he's been in the industry and so he knows not only about the perfect like the cutting hair part of it mm-hmm. he knows about the business part of it yeah what's what's um what have you noticed about the, the business model in barbershop and not barbershop and you know being a barber and opening up your own barbershop because i imagine you can make really good money with it but there's also certain strategies and certain models that you have to kind of you know take yeah. um there is a lot of money if you mm-hmm. are willing to work for it yeah because it's not this is not an industry where you just expect it to come to you yeah you have to look for it you have to always be wanting more yeah and um because if i were to go out right now and get like if i were to have my license and be cutting hair right now if i just sat in my chair all day waiting for people to come to me no one's gonna come i to would you. never make money yeah if i go out and i look for it and i push myself i'm gonna make i would be willing to make more money than a lot of people yeah and it's um there is a lot of money and the thing is too is like there's not only money in cutting hair there's money in selling the products for your hair right and there's yep. money in selling merch and there's mm-hmm. money in the tips that yeah you, and so damn that's like four different income sources and then there's if that's you sick. and then if you own your own barbershop there's money in all your barbers because they have to pay you booth rent right there's money Percentage. there's money in everybody who's there so you can easily become a, a millionaire you could you it's not easily because it takes a lot of work but it, easily in the sense that there's a lot of different income sources within the industry of being a barber yep and the and then uh what's it called there is it's easy it's not easy to make six figures but if you work for it and you push for it you can make six figures as a barber pretty yep. pretty early on in your career and if you use like you said social media to your advantage which is free i mean mm-hmm. if you use it i mean would one of the biggest uh, barbers out there is Vic Blends, right? Yep. Who you mentioned earlier, and he, I'm sure he makes pretty damn well. Yeah. You know, I, I I mean, he was at a basketball court side, so yeah, and he cut celebrities up, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you wish um, to get to that level? I would. I would. I think that level would be amazing. Yeah. That, but um, uh, I definitely want to grow the community first in this area. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome. I was thinking about this today. I think it's mm-hmm. awesome to do all that and cut up celebrities and be a big time barber and yeah. like just everybody know you. But at the same time, I think everyone in your community knowing you instead and being better for your community is is a huge goal for me. Yeah, no, I, I like that a lot. That's really cool, dude. And um, he does uh, Big Lens does that for his community, mm-hmm. and so he is he's kind of both. He's kind of both in that yeah. aspect aspect, but um. Yeah, it would. I would not mind. I would not yeah. mind living that lifestyle. Living that lifestyle, because you follow a guy right that that has his own barbershop and that he just cuts whenever he really the mm-hmm. people that he wants to cut essentially. Yeah. And so that's a pretty cool model too to just have you know your barbershop. You have your barbers mm-hmm. working for themselves, but they work under you technically. Yeah. And, and your brand and whatnot, and then um, and then you just cut whoever you kind of want to yeah. cut. Yeah. You know? And so like, let's say you pay. Four thousand a month for where wherever you're leasing out or whatever. God damn, four thousand like, a month <laughs> for like oh, like example, you know, you're paying four thousand. If you have six barbers in your shop and they're all paying six hundred dollars, yeah, that's what six hundred dollars from, from six thirty six uh, thirty six hundred thirty six hundred. And so that's you only have four hundred dollars left to pay off your lease. And, and if you're selling products, you get a percentage. Let's say you you sell a product and you get ten percent out of each 
yep. bottle of fucking gel that they let yep. you sell. And, and use that as an incentive to have your barber sell products for you. And then you can yeah. still cut hair. And then that way, you only Dude. have to make up a certain amount to pay for your lease. And then after that, you're, you're basically yeah. like all the money you make off of cutting hair is your money. I want to become a barber now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy smokes. I just got a great idea. You said, listen. We can be business partners if you want. All right, uh-huh. we'll have to come up with the formula, <laughs> but guy. that's that's fine, dude. We can we can go get scientists. I have a friend that does pre workout, so we can find his scientists and use them. <laughs> what if you get your own gel, right, or putty or whatever for the hair? Yeah, you sell it, right? You get ten percent out of every bottle you get, and then if your barber sell it, you give them eight percent, and you take two percent out of that ten percent. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, on top, so you get you have six barbers working for you. You have two percent out of each barber that sells it. You know, one of the little yep. gel, whatever. That's uh, what is that? Twelve percent, six times two. Yeah, twelve. You get twelve percent out of what they make, out of a whole month, out of selling products, and then ten percent out of you what you sell, yep. dude. Millionaires. And the thing is too is if you buy all your products for wholesale. Oh my <laughs> god! You just you, what? Let's say you buy a product for eight dollars, or you buy a, a thousand of them. Right. And they're at eight dollars a piece, and you, you sell them for twenty bucks. Twenty, yeah. It's, holy smokes, the margins on that is amazing. Yeah, and so there is there's a lot more money than people think. Oh, dude, we can be business partners for sure. <laughs> want, I'll be behind the creative side though. Uh, no, but, but that takes time. That, that takes, takes time. time for sure. I mean, yeah, and I think that there's always like that person in each town and in each city that kind of breaks through, you know? Because I around here, you know. We're talking about the barber industry. What I've noticed, and you kind of can correct me or, or whatever on this, but what I've seen is that people get to a certain level, and that's that's where they stack. They plateau. You know? They plateau. That's it. But there's always got to be that one person that just poof, breaks through that yeah. and goes on to the next level. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen anybody yet. I think in this community still, yeah, we I have not. I have yet to see that. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I've seen is like, yeah, people, you know, they they do like the they get comfortable in a sense I want to say where yeah. they like picture post that's kind of it you know but they don't create a brand behind their mm-hmm. their work yep and, and then, that's huge yeah you know yep. is is creating that brand because if we talk about the guy that she follows that does uh that has a barber shop essentially his well, he doesn't even cut right he cuts whenever he wants but you know but what he charges. Like 120. But if he has people there, well, it's he, his brand, you know? He has a little school thing now going on. Yeah. I mean, you can even have your own courses. So he has yeah. his merch. His he brand. sells his own products. Yeah. It's that branding because mm-hmm. people know of his barbershop because of him. Yep. So okay. Essentially, he had to get his brand, which is him, to the level of like, okay, that I want to go to that barbershop. Even though he's not going to cut my hair, I want to go there because I know that he has great people working there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because... If he is a great barber, he's going to have that same type of person yep. in that barbershop. Yep. Do you want only people that you, you want to hire the people that you would hire? You know, it's like yep. you want good people working for you. That's badass. You want people dude. to represent your shop. That's exactly. your shop. Yeah. I mean, and that goes with any other business too. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to have, you know, a good editor, you know, or if you want to make videos and, and you want your videos to pop, you want to have a good editor that kind of, you know, gets you to that point. Yeah. So it's sick. Um, so is your whole family going to you now for haircuts? No, actually, no? No. what? Yeah, no. How do you feel about that? Um, 
expose him. <laughs> my <laughs> uncle, right my cousin, <laughs> my freaking aunt, my grandma, grandpa. You know what, guys? You don't go to me. Screw it. No, I'm just <laughs> um, you know, they can go they can go to whoever they want. Mm-hmm. And if they would like to support me, um, it's awesome. I would love for them to want to support to support me, but if they don't want to, I'm not gonna make them. Yeah. yeah. Are you exclusively when because is a barber exclusively for like guys or no. is it girls too? It's you girls so too. yeah, it's girls too. Or I so can you cut her hair? Yeah, I actually okay. I, I would be able to. Uh, but the oh, thing sick. is, is that our school doesn't like to say girls' hair because mm-hmm. men wear long hair. So what do they say? Long Bisexual, hair. unisexual, long hair. They just, oh, they just use long hair. Yeah, uh, because men wear long hair too, and so they don't that say. That makes sense. It's like they they would always try and push us to cut long hair because. It's like you guys can't say you're not gonna cut girl hair because you're mm-hmm. you're gonna have a guy come in and if you can't cut their long hair, yep. it's a guy and you're not you don't cut girl hair. Oh, and interesting. So okay. It's like you have to be able to cut long hair, and I can. I'm not the best. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the best. <laughs> I, yeah. I wouldn't do the best job, but I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I actually do have a friend who has long hair, and he would come in, oh, yeah. and I would cut his hair, and um, so yeah, I would be able. You can. It just makes you that much better, more like diverse. Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. That'd be Is that sick. something you want to do in the future? Um, I definitely would have or like kind of guys. What's your route? You know, yeah. where where, where I, are we going here? I definitely like my style that I am already doing the uh my fades and stuff and I just I like fading and um but if I do get long haircuts in, I'll do them. You can get one of them uh, people that kind of like shave one side of the hair. The, the side. No. You can do a fade on one side and just cut the yeah. long hair on the right other side. My friend yeah. that comes in, he has long hair, like a like a beach style. Like okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. He has hair like that, and um, so I le- I know how to cut his hair. And so if he would keep coming to me, I would cut his hair. Hell yeah, uh, yeah. So what do you? Um, did you have a question? No. Oh, what do you? Uh, what do you think your your specialty is, or what you're best at right now? You know that you're like. Yeah, I'm a yeah, I'm a badass. I'm um, bad, you know? definitely fades on more ethnic and darker hair. I like, can, is I can, mine ethnic and dark hair. Well, yeah, just like you're <laughs> like Hispanic. I'm very good at cutting, uh, giving good haircuts to Hispanics, like darker hair. Yeah. Um, uh, black people, I I can give good fades on those because their hair is dark. Yeah. What about a blondie? I can do good haircuts on blonde hair. But they're not what I am best in. Like, I, I'm getting better and better yeah. on them because I do get them. And it's like, you do have to do them. Mm-hmm. But 100%, I am better at just giving yeah. better haircuts at with darker hair. Is that technique-wise that you have to get better at? Because it's, it's technique. hair color, you have well, to kind of mess with With dark it? hair, you can see your lines and everything. Oh, yeah. With yeah. blonde hair, you can't, oh, see, you, can't, you can't see your lines that's as fun. clear. And so you have to change how you do the haircut a little bit. Yeah. You know what could help, dude? Polarized sunglasses. Yeah, definitely. Maybe that would help. But you just have yeah. to... There's, there's a lot of tweaks and stuff that you have to make into your haircuts. And I can get into that, but... Huh. Give me one, one tweak. Um, so with blonde hair, you just... Because so with dark hair, you make your guidelines every fade guideline about like a finger finger wide okay and with blonde hair you don't make them as wide that way the fade is darker oh because if you do them like how you would do dark hair Mm -hmm. it's gonna look kind of weird the fade is gonna come up a lot higher interesting because the hair isn't as dark and so you keep it darker lower yeah and so that's 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 one thing that you have to look out for when you're doing uh, that's cool 
That's badass. Yeah. Damn. I did not know that. That makes a lot of sense, though. That's yeah. why these kids out here who are blondies and they get fades, it's like, dude, you just look bald. Bro. They look bald, exactly. They yeah. look bald because they people don't know how to cut their hair. I can show you some fucked up fades, dude. If you want <laughs> yeah. me to, but. And um, it's just, there's certain people who are better at that. Like, there's definitely people who are better at cutting hair like that than me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of blonde people don't get skin fades because they can't, they've never gotten a good one. Dude, yes, dude. I had a barber that I would ask for like a... It was a taper, right? Yeah. Is a taper a skin fade? Yeah. So, but he would leave me this right here. So, yeah. So, I'll show you. So, he would do the taper right here and up, but then he would leave all of this. So, it's like I had to shave it with my own razor. Oh, I get what you're saying. He would taper it, but not with the clipper closed all the way or the trimmer. Yeah. Or that one machine that's like, um, that has like two, two lips like this and it just, Goes bald. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a little oh, rectangle. The foil, the foil, the shaver. Yeah, yeah. That just know. it goes straight into the skin. It basically. You yeah. Know. So he wouldn't use that. He wouldn't use yeah. that, and I would get so mad because I would see these other barbers use it on guys. I'm like, I want that same type of yep deal, you know. But he yep. would never use it. He would use just like this regular clipper that you would do your lines essentially with. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Yeah. There's uh, definitely people who don't have that same experience or know as much yeah. as other people. What uh what's a weird story of a barber that you've heard? I've heard a lot of weird stories. I don't know if there's there's uh I don't know if I should talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a couple too, but I don't know if I should talk about yeah, them. Yeah, I don't know. Now that you're like I don't know if I should talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, a small place and they'll know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. And uh yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of I don't, I don't think that should matter though. You know why? Because people out here they will know regardless, you know, people. I mean, what are they going to say? Uh, you know, oh, I'm mad at you, Brandon. For what? Exposing the truth? truth? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I had one. I had a a barber at one point in my life. Um, This was years ago, though, that I I told you this story. I'm not going to get too much into detail, but basically at one point, the guy, you know, like he was cool. He was super chill. And uh, he was quote unquote my first barber, like, because a barber and a hair stylist is different, right? And at Great Clips, they have a lot of hair stylists. So this barber, I know we're cool, blah, blah. And I know where he's like, if you want me to give you, uh, keep giving you haircuts, you got to fuck me. And I was like, what? <laughs> I got a what? And then she's like, she, Excuse he, me? whatever. <laughs> they, they're like, you got to fuck me. I was like, no, I'm not going to, you know, just go and <laughs> no. sleep with you just because. <laughs> just for a haircut. Just for a haircut. I'm not that thirsty. I'm not that poor. You know, if I was, if I was poor and no. I needed it, then. <laughs> five minutes you know could have made it work i don't know something we could have came to a deal <laughs> but then you know yeah i don't know weird people dude is there some weird people in the barbershop industry there's just very different personalities yeah and so there's a lot of different people there's a lot of different people i don't different. Know. Different. i think for myself i don't really want to talk about anyone because i want to keep it professional no of course yeah, yeah. No, yeah, don't you don't want to get uh, into those waters of uh, just exactly, and yeah, you, just, you don't want to do, you don't want to get into that. Yeah, no, but but I there think, is a, there's a lot of weird people. I've had yeah. I've heard a lot of stories about that same person. But and the thing is too, I think what we're trying to get at here is like you just got if you're a barber, you got to be respectful of your client at all times. One hundred percent. You know, and that's coming from a person who is a client myself. You know, I am a client to you know beforehand to other barbers that 
didn't respect me to the full of their ability or to like the best of what they could respect me, you know? Yeah. They would ask certain questions that I wasn't comfortable with and they would throw things out, you know, yeah. that I was like, why are we talking about this? And, and the barber school teaches you a lot more than just haircuts. It teaches you what to talk about with your clients, what not, like what you yeah. can't talk about, how to grow uh, personal life skills, um, the business part of it, and just like diseases and stuff. But um, yeah. one of the big parts of it is they don't like as a barber, you should not be talking about sex, religion, drugs, um, violence. Yeah. And it's like any other type of uh, workplace, too. It's yeah. not just barbers, and, you know? And you can. It's just you have to know your boundaries with people. Mm -hmm. And yep. you what type of person? Exactly. And you can't talk about that with everybody. Exactly. And you, it's almost if they bring it up to you, you can kind of just talk about it, but don't get very deep about it because at the end of the day, you are still professional. You have to keep exactly. that image. Yep. And, and, um, you know, and that's, that goes with us too, with podcasting. You know, I, I can't just have you on here and be like, so what's your sex life like, dude? You yeah. know, it's like, that just doesn't go, you know, but maybe off camera, if we have a good relationship, then yeah, you yeah know, we can exactly. talk about certain things, but there's always boundaries with certain things, mm -hmm. regardless of what industry you're in or friendships or, or, or people that, you know, there's yeah. certain people that you don't share certain things with because there's just not. Exactly. There, you know? Exactly. And so that's one thing that you, as a barber, um, you have to be aware of. Very aware. Yeah. What's uh, a, a common disease in, uh, that you've seen in, in the barber industry that people come with? You know, I know some people have like certain, like they have rashes in their hair mm -hmm. sometimes. There's, um, I haven't seen a lot of it, but very common ones are lice. And what's the other one? Lice. And I can't think of the other one, but mm -hmm. lice is very common. Get, can lice be... If you don't clean your clippers and you cut someone's hair that has lice, can you tell in that moment? Or if someone with that same clipper cuts someone else's if, hair, they transport Can you even cut hair if well, they have lice? If, I don't know how you wouldn't realize that someone has lice yeah. if you're cutting their hair. But So what you're supposed to do if, if um, you cut someone with lice and you realize that, you stop the service immediately mm -hmm. because you cannot keep, you cannot continue that service. You have to... The thing is, as a as a barber, I can't tell someone you have lice. Like you have to tell them, hey, you have this. Go check it out. I can't say it's that though. Yeah. So you can because leave. Because you're not someone, a doctor. You're yeah. not a doctor, and so. There's. Um, I noticed a certain rash, and you need to go get checked out. Yeah. I can't proceed with my service. And that, as a barber, that's what's gonna differentiate differentiate you too, because yeah. you have to be able to tell your clients what you see, because you're the person who's cutting. You see their skin every single time you cut their yep. hair. And you have to notice new things. If I see a new mole or if I see a... You're looking at my hair like if I have something. Do I have something? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you just have to recognize certain things. But lice is very common. And if, if you um, cut someone with lice, you stop the service. You get them out of your wherever you're at. You have to sanitize and... like not I don't think sterilize, but you have to sanitize and disinfect Everything. your chair, your tools, your station, the floor, like everything around you. And you cannot cut, I think... I think at school they told us 24 or 48 hours. COVID lockdown, basically. And you have to, you have to like clean everything, and wow. you have to make sure that everything is clean because you cannot risk passing that to another person. Yeah, I mean at that point you would probably have someone go clean that place, right? Yeah, like at that, yep, at that point, service. yeah, probably. Because I mean, yeah, you know, if you want to be cheap. I mean, it's like that for like waxing and stuff too. Yeah. And so yeah, so and even without like not just lice, but anything that you notice in someone's hair, if you cut somebody or like so yeah, like if you cut somebody and for whatever reason they have a disease in their blood, mm -hmm. and 
next haircut you didn't clean your tools properly if you cut that person too if you're mixing their blood you can Ooh. you can pass a lot of things and so you have to be very clean as a barber so if someone has hiv you, you can, can pass. pass on hiv holy shit yeah that's scary yeah it's it's kind of scary and so if you're not going to a place that's sanitary they like you have to pay attention if that barber is clean whoa that's that's insane. yeah there's a lot there's a lot more than just cutting hair what do you do with someone that has super greasy hair um, usually greasy hair, um, sometimes it just means that your scalp is very oily mm -hmm. and you're probably in some case, most cases you probably are washing your hair too much mm. because if you're washing it too much, you're stripping your hair from natural oils. Okay. And so it's just producing more. It's producing yeah. more because you're stripping them and it's not, they're not, uh, natural. Mm -hmm. And so if you stop shampoo slowly, what you're supposed to do is if you shampoo your hair once every day for a week it's um you should definitely tone that down okay so maybe i should not throw shampoo every single time i shower yeah exactly don't use shampoo and you're not supposed to use oh conditioner shampoo every single day because what? you're stripping your hair of natural oils and it's it'll make it greasier because it's just producing more to yeah. make up for the fact that you're stripping them and Ooh. so slowly what you're supposed to do is go down from five days to four days to three days and then eventually what i do is actually i don't even i don't shampoo myself you don't need a shampoo yeah uh, i condition twice a week and that's what i do with my hair and um shampoo how many times a week i don't shampoo at all mm -mm. just condition. There, there's a there's a it's called a no poo movement no poo movement <laughs> yeah but you, not everyone needs to shampoo and it will okay. especially for like curly or wavy hair you don't want to dry your hair and okay. shampooing it and conditioning it very often will strip your hair from being that natural look and like that's why my curls haven't come on because <laughs> yeah, i do have curl yeah. I, I do have curl waves waves yeah curls you know because i like to be huh? wavy <laughs> wavy curly hair <laughs> <laughs> wavy like, curly hair is a special breed Definitely. yeah so but i shampoo so i shower every single day of the week I may, may have missed like a day or two. It's not bad to... I shampoo every single time and condition every single so time. So I actually used to shampoo twice every time I Dang. would shower. Every time I would shower, I would shampoo my hair twice. Once at the beginning and then once at the end. And then once I got into school and they were like, you should not be shampooing every time you shower. And I was like, I shampoo twice every you time I shower. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> and so ever since then, I stopped shampooing. My hair is definitely... You can tell the difference. Yeah. You can feel the difference and your hair feels healthier. Mm -hmm. And it looks healthier. And... Um, so yeah, people with greasy hair, I would stop shampooing as much. But there is cases that some people just have greasy hair. Yeah. So, <clears throat> give me um, three products that you that you like uh, as far as shampoo and conditioner, um, gel, or some type uh, of putty, and then uh, what's another one that people use? Beard stuff. Beard stuff. Yeah. Know give me. That. Give me. Yeah. Give me um, a beard. So for. You want me to give three shampoos and three conditioners? No, or? no, no. Just give me one of each category. Okay. Uh, so a shampoo and conditioner that I would recommend to a lot of people. Um, this one, they specialize in wavy or curly hair. It's Mizani. Mizani is, it's, uh, you want to make sure you're getting good products, not just cheap. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good. It's actually what I use for my conditioner. Mizani. Is that how you spell it? Yep. M-I-Z-A. There's Mizani pizza. <laughs> you hungry? <laughs> there you go. Oh, and they make curl. And you can only find too. this in like beauty stores, like uh, usually. You can usually find them only in beauty stores, but you can order them offline. Okay. 
And, um, and if you're in a shop, if you're selling it, obviously you can buy it from them. Mm-hmm. But um, I recommend th- them for shampoo and conditioners. They're really good. Um, a lot okay. of natural stuff. And Who else? Um, for gels, I love Suavecito. They're, those are, that's, uh, are that's my go-to. Go-to Suavecito for adding products into people's hair. I love their matte clay, their matte pomade, um, their shiny, like kind of greaser look, old school, mm-hmm. old school slick back. Okay. And so I love their products. They they sell beard oils too. I use their beard oil and their beard balm. Damn. You know, I don't have a lot, but dude, you have more than me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they sell good stuff. And then um, let's see what else. Yeah, I don't know. I those are the two that I, I really like a lot. Yeah, because they go into different categories too. I mean, so obviously yeah. doesn't just do hair. They do beard. They do beard so stuff. You can just, they sell combs too. Yeah. They sell a lot of things. Um, Sponsor this guy, Suavecito. And I I want them too. I, yeah. I I I would love to be sponsored by them. Um, and then us too. You know, we can <laughs> help you guys out too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick, dude. Um, what's our time? An hour and eight. Hell yeah. Uh, I think we're good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good conversation. Good. Do you have any other questions? No. Okay, last uh, question from my side, and then we can uh, close it off with this. Overall, what has you, has your experience been uh, going into this industry? And uh, for the kids out there that want to become barbers, now that it's a growing industry, yeah, what's your advice to them from your standpoint? Um. My biggest advice would be to not give up, even when it gets super hard when you, uh, I had a lot of times when I would do haircuts and I was not happy with them and I, I wanted to give up and I was like, this haircut sucks, like I'm not going to get better and you just have to keep, you have to keep doing the work and it, it'll come, it'll, the, the, the skill will come and so work hard, stay consistent and when you want to give up, that's when you keep going mm-hmm. and um don't listen to people who don't believe in you because that will be your biggest downfall. And so that's, that's what I have to say to them. Don't give up, work hard, stay consistent. Nice. And uh, your experience? Uh, my experience? Um, yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of, a, a lot of hate and a lot of people who won't support you and just, just keep going. Yes. That's just keep going. And it's, It'll, it'll just happen. Everything will be good. And if you just listen to the right people, you find the right crowd and talk to people who, who actually believe in you and support you, you can, you will keep growing. Hell yeah. Stay positive. So there you go. All right, guys. There you go. You heard it from himself. Israel, bro. Thanks for coming. Yep, dude, thank you, bro. Fun. I appreciate you. It was super fun, dude. Uh, we got to do a part two for sure. Yeah, 100%. You got you got a lot of things. And there's some stories that you have that I, I wanted to tell, but we just couldn't get it in the yeah, time. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, guys, go check us out. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Go check us out on Instagram. Brandon A. Lara, my personal, the OAP official podcast account. And mine is J with three A-C-K-I-E underscore. And, bro, it's your camera. So, yeah, go follow my barber Instagram, Chop It Up Israel, no spaces or anything. So, yeah, go follow me. There you go. And you guys, uh, if they want a haircut from you, where do they contact uh, you? Just DM me for now on Instagram and we'll get something figured out. And then uh, soon, be within the next two to four weeks, I will be licensed. So, there we go. I'll have a link in my bio to book with me. So, stay tuned. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Thanks for coming. And then, yeah, go check them out, guys. And uh, oh, yeah, YouTube. And uh, once a project, TikTok, once a project, that's kind of it. So have a great day, guys. See ya.
Damn, bro. That was hella good. That was good. That was fun. That was really fun. Dang. That didn't even feel like an hour. I know, huh? That didn't even feel like... It goes like super quick. Yeah.